This story begins with a new created world, exploding with life, bursting with creatures, flowers and light. It's the world of Genesis 1, stunning, beautiful. But within a few short pages, something terrible has happened. A murder has taken place. There is something new in this world. Everything looks different. Like a blot of ink on a white sheet, the story changes. The perfect world is spoilt. Nothing is the same as it was. And increasingly the themes of the story become frustration, regret and pain. But then the author steps in. He figures out a rescue mission to put things back to what they were, starting with a man called Abraham somewhere around 2000 BC. From this one man will come a nation, the nation of Israel. They will be a light to the world and ultimately the vehicle for all people coming back to the perfect world in which they were created. This story moves fast. It has many turns and twists and many subplots. Around 1500 BC, Israel are slaves in Egypt. They've been enslaved there for 400 years. But the author brings them out using a man called Moses, the Exodus. But then these people end up wandering in the deserts of the Middle East for decades. Until eventually, under Joshua, they find a new land where they can settle. A kingdom is established in this new land of Israel, with the author at its centre. It's ruled by people called judges, like Samson and Gideon. Despite a few bad apples among these judges, things go well. In fact, so well, that the nation of Israel, confident and settled in their new land, start looking around. And they notice that everyone else around here has a king. So, it looks like, to be a proper nation, to get respect... You need a king, not a judge. And so in the books of 1 and 2 Samuel, the prophet Elijah anoints Israel's first king, Saul. Saul is followed by David, until eventually, around 1000 BC, under David, the nation of Israel is thriving and prosperous. In fact, Israel is at its all-time peak. They defeat their enemies, they build a community, they work the land, they worship God. But David is only a man. He makes mistakes. After David, his son Solomon takes over, as we read in the books of the kings. And for a time it looks like things might go well again. But eventually, Solomon also dies. And his death signals a new direction for Israel. And it's not good. There are arguments and fallouts, and the country of Israel splits into two, north and south. In both north and south kingdoms, there follows a catalogue of disastrous kings, one after another. These kings fail, and Israel fails as a nation worshipping foreign gods. There are warnings again and again from the major prophets, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah. They tell them, the author will give them up, the author will give them over. And so, in the 6th century BC, Israel is invaded and led away into exile as slaves. For the second time in their history this time by the Babylonians, to what we would call Iraq. One or two, like Daniel, do well, but for most, this is a period of mourning and regret for what could have been. But those prophets who warned them also suggest that there is still hope. They stay in Babylon for 70 years, and they remember what it used to be like when they had a land of their own. They weep and they wail and they cry out, and the author hears them, and once again intervenes. So around 550 BC, they are freed to return back to their homeland Israel. 
And we read in Nehemiah and Ezra, they rebuild the temple and the walls of Jerusalem. Israel is no longer proud and mighty. They are broken and paying homage to foreign kings. But they are a nation once again. Fast forward through the next few centuries, 500 BC, 400, 300, the rise of the Greeks and then the Romans, until eventually, eventually in this story, we reach a tipping point around 0 BC. Caesar Augustus is emperor in Rome, and once again, the author changes the direction of the story unpredictably. In fact, the author himself enters the story. He visits the earth, but not as people expected, not a warrior come to overthrow the Romans. No, he comes in disguise. He comes accepting taunts and ridicule. He comes to a poor family. He comes, as those prophets hundreds of years ago said he would come. He comes, in fact, as a baby. They call him Jesus. The Gospel writers tell us about him. Through his life, Jesus tells of a different way, which on the face of it makes no sense. Love your enemies. Pray for those who don't like you. Do not worry. Seek first God's kingdom, he says. And he makes people better. Physically better, yes. But he also gives them a vision of a new order. In fact, a new heaven and a new earth. Ultimately, though, the chapter has a horrible ending. Jesus is taken to a cross. An instrument of Roman torture and execution, he dies. And it's a shocking and terrible death. But it's not the end. Yet again, the author does the unexpected. He reconfigures the laws of nature, which he himself created. And then, without warning, Jesus rises from death and announces victory over everything that has gone wrong in the world. Victory over death itself. This excitement generates a huge following. The church is born in the book of Acts and spreads rapidly across a world desperate for hope. The missionary Paul has a big part to play in the growth of this new movement, the church. He writes letters to the new churches and Paul makes his own huge discovery that it's no longer just about Israel. Anyone who puts their faith in Jesus can enter this story. The story carries on, it moves forward, it reaches the 21st century, today in fact, but it's not going to stop. This story is constantly inching forward. It moves at an even more accelerated pace and now it looks forward to a new time, a restoration of that original perfect created order from Genesis and it completes in Revelation. Everything is restored as it was in the beginning. A new world of fulfilled longings, healed wounds, radiant beauty, restored relationships. The main character, the author, is always moving this story on towards its conclusion, transforming and inviting people through and into this one same story. Whatever your church, whatever your denomination, 7minutes.net.